Hello from Wonder Media Network. This is Sosie Bacon. I'm guest hosting today for this special episode of Encyclopedia Womanica. If you're just tuning in, here's the deal. Every weekday for a year, Jenny is telling the stories of women from around the world and throughout history who you may or may not know about, but definitely should. Each month is themed, and this month, we're talking about villainesses. Women have long been categorized in history as either pure and good or irredeemably evil. But like all people, women are complex and deserve to be remembered as such. Some of the women we're profiling this month really did horrible things, while others deserve a second look. Today's villainess is the former, so listener discretion is advised. We're talking about a woman who had a troubled childhood and went on to commit some of the most infamously disturbing crimes in U.S. history. I have a special relationship to her as I recently played her in the movie Charlie Says. Let's talk about Patricia Krenwinkle, one of the original members of the Manson family. Patricia Diane Krenwinkle was born in 1947 in Los Angeles, California. Her father was an insurance salesman and her mother was a homemaker. Patricia's teen years weren't exactly easy. She suffered through the divorce of her parents as well as relentless bullying at school for her weight and appearance. After her parents split, she stayed with her father in Los Angeles until she graduated from high school. She taught catechism and considered becoming a nun for a bit before deciding to go to Spring Hill College, a Jesuit school in Alabama. That didn't last long. She dropped out and returned to LA after just one semester. Patricia first met Charlie Manson in Manhattan Beach in 1967 while working as an office clerk. That night, um, we slept together. And when we made love, all I remember is just crying and crying to this man because he said, oh, you're beautiful. I couldn't believe that. I just started crying. After that, Patricia left her life behind. She went with Manson along with Lynette Fromm and Mary Bronner to San Francisco abandoning her apartment, car, and last paycheck. The growing so-called family started traveling around the country in an old school bus. Patricia, now dubbed Katie, acted as a mother figure to the rest of the group. At first, Manson and his group's exploits seemed unusual, but not necessarily dangerous. They ran through the woods while Manson played the flute, they did a lot of partying, and they briefly crashed with the drummer of the Beach Boys. The group eventually decided to establish a more stable base. They moved to Spawn Ranch, a deteriorating former movie ranch located in Los Angeles County. Manson had long been preaching the racist notion that tensions between black and white people were about to erupt. Some believe this was the ideology that spurred the impending murder spree. In early 1969, the Manson family moved to a yellow house in Canoga Park to monitor those supposed tensions. In August that year, Patricia took part in the first horrific crime the family would become known for. In a scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religious rite, five persons... The murder of the pregnant actress Sharon Tate, along with her visiting friends. Patricia and some of the other Manson group members invaded the house, cutting the phone line, and climbing an embankment to sneak into the property. They killed 18-year-old Stephen Parent, as he was leaving and then entered the house to kill Sharon Tate and her guests, which included the coffee heiress, Abigail Folger. Patricia stabbed Abigail to death, chasing her even as she attempted to escape. 
During Patricia's trial, she recalled that she felt nothing during the murder, saying, I mean, what was there to describe? It was just there, and it was right. Five people were murdered that day, and Patricia participated in more killings the very next night. The following night, there was another bloody stabbing and two more victims, Lino and Rosemary LaBianca. Patricia wrote, death to pigs in blood on the wall and also misspelled helter-skelter on the fridge. After a few arrests, Patricia was bailed out by her father and moved back in with her mother in Alabama. Manson told her to go to stay there until he sent word for her return. Instead, Manson was arrested a couple days later. Patricia lived in Alabama until fellow Manson group member Susan Atkins, who was still in jail, started talking about the Tate and LaBianca murders. Patricia was arrested in Alabama on December 1st, 1969. The next day, she was indicted for seven counts of first-degree murder and one count of conspiracy to commit murder. After a nine-month trial, Patricia was convicted of all counts and sentenced to death. In the California Institution for Women in Prison, Patricia slowly began to lose loyalty to Manson and the rest of the family. Her death sentence was commuted to life in prison as soon as the death penalty was outlawed in California, and she went on to participate in many prison activities. She got a bachelor's in human services, she was active in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, and she taught reading to illiterate inmates. She has since been interviewed by journalists like Diane Sawyer and seems to show remorse. Patricia and the Manson family have also been portrayed in movies such as this year's Charlie Says. Tune in tomorrow for the story of another historic villainess. Special thanks to Jenny and Liz Kaplan, co-creators of Encyclopedia Womanica. Talk to you tomorrow.